think you have a gambling problem at all? No, because I can stop gambling. I have a competition problem. Welcome back to another beautiful week of the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello. It is one of the best weeks of the year. It's Masters week, Mike. Ben, it's Masters week. We got baseball on. I know both of us played golf this morning. It, it, the weather is getting beautiful out. This is I'm getting vaccinated tomorrow. Ben, I'm going to be I'm going to be a half 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 vaccinated man watching the Masters. That's exciting in itself. Me too. I actually get my first shot on Friday. So, yeah. Oh, look at us. We are going to be chilling out, vaccine all cool and all. Exactly. And then the one good bad thing about the good weather, obviously, as I'm sure you all could hear, my allergies have been kicking my behind. Paul and Counting Chattanooga area is through the roof. Luckily, there's some rain scheduled to come in Thursday morning, I believe. Hopefully, wipe a little bit of it out. But man, was I hurt. And of course, I was like the worst possible place to be when your allergies are bad which is the golf course today but i mean it was too beautiful of the day to not play golf so it is what it is uh great weekend uh, of action uh final four my goodness we finally got our buzzer beater on saturday night mike it was awesome um lot left to be desired for for the national championship game at least from a, a fan entertainment standpoint obviously for those of you that that had baylor winning i know mike hit a hit a nice little bet for them to win win the championship congrats that's awesome but i mean just from entertainment value i mean man you couldn't have asked for a, for a stinkier game i mean especially following up uh what happened with uh gonzaga and ucla which was one of the best final four games uh, of all time but uh great to see jordan spieth back in the wind calm uh i gotta put you over here mike he's been talking i mean if you listen to this po- podcast regularly you know mike has been talking about jordan spieth getting his first win back he's like, and he kept saying it needs to be something like the the texas open where the crowd the field isn't too big where you know it's his home state he's playing well and he could just win it's exactly what happened it's literally exactly what happened so i mean come I, on man it, that was awesome yeah he hadn't even played in it in uh in like five years and i kept telling you i'm like i, I at the time i don't think he was supposed to and i was like ben if he plays i even said if he plays he'll win that's the one he needs to play and he signed up late, and I was like, "Oh, Ben, this is this is the moment we've been waiting for." And honestly, you want to know the the worst thing about Jordan Spieth winning is if you wanted to bet Jordan Spieth at the Masters, him winning last week really sucked for that for you because, I mean, he's he's the the third favorite, so his odds went like his odds. He was like you know sixty to one. Now he's like. 12 to 1. So if you wanted to bet speed at the Masters, you, you probably missed the boat there because his odds are tanked. Yeah, no doubt. And then of course him being a former champion there as well, which is which is uh also plays into it. But we're gonna get into plenty of masters talk uh later on this podcast. But let's review the weekend. Uh, a lot of good bets out there, a lot of bad bets, uh, a couple we'd make again. Uh we always start with the best. I might even teed it up for you, pun intended, on your best bet from the weekend, but you might have another one, so I'll let you have the floor. Sure, it's Spieth, Ben. I it's it's my best bet of the last four months. I've been telling you this. I I told you this like we were watching the waste management. I was like, I don't know, he's like he's gonna win that one. It's Jordan Speed plus twelve hundred. His first win since two thousand seventeen. It was it was really never in doubt to be honest. Like even when he was in second, I was always kind of like, oh yeah, like you could just tell. I I feel like it was very. 
you could just tell the whole weekend, like whether he was in the lead, not in the lead. I mean, maybe a little, like Charlie Hoffman started to get a little nervous, make me a little nervous, but for the most part, like he always just felt like Spieth was just right there. And it was like, it just, to me, at least it seemed inevitable all weekend. So I'll go with Spieth as my best call. Yeah. Chuck Hoffman was making a little, uh, a little interesting there on the back nine late, but I mean, once he missed that birdie to tie and then, and then Spieth made one on his head. I mean, it was pretty, even, even Spieth didn't make that one. I was feeling good about it, but <clears throat> especially now once he made that and he had that little fist bump there on 17, that's when like, all right, it's happening. Here's his moment. So I, I agree wholeheartedly. Uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go to never a doubt my own for my best bet. Pittsburgh pirates on opening day, baby plus one ninety. I mean, incredible value. Shut down the Cubbies at Wrigley. Key Brian Hayes, future rookie of the year, already on the IL. Hope he hope, hope he get well soon, Key. But uh, I mean, come on, nice nice cruise to victory, five to three over the Cubs at Wrigley. Beautiful day, Wrigley. Well, at least sitting at home and watching. I mean, it was probably really cold, but at least it was sunny. Uh, Pirates haven't won since. <laughs> it's, it's it's absolutely just perfect. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better best bet. I mean. I was waiting for him to blow it. I was I was anchoring the uh, I was anchoring the news on that Thursday, and uh, I was going going on to do my sports cast at six o'clock, and uh, I saw Rich Rodriguez was coming in to close the game out. I'm like, oh, good. I'm glad I don't have to sit there and watch him blow this game. <laughs> and it seemed like it was a seamless night. By the time I got back to the sports office after it was done, I had a bunch of raised texts. So sounds good to me. But give me the Buckos a plus one ninety. Uh, just an awesome one. And and you rode that one with me, didn't you, Mike? Yep, I had that too. <laughs> Great opening. Gotta love day, it. Man. Yeah, gotta love it when the Buckos win. The Jolly Rogers raising high. Uh, a couple bad bets out there. Obviously, we didn't make we're all not perfect. What was uh, what was your worst call from the weekend? Um, so you, you kind of tease this one a little bit too, but I'm actually going to go with Gonzaga plus four and a half versus Baylor. Um, and it wasn't dumb in the sense that you know I wouldn't take it again. I guess I mean I wouldn't personally, but it wasn't dumb in the sense that it was a bad bet. It was dumb in the sense that like Ben mentioned. I had already had Baylor uh, plus 350 to win the national championship. I'll be honest. I think as like most people did, I thought Gonzaga was going to win. So I got a little nervous. Um, I probably would not have ended up betting Gonzaga minus four and a half, but DraftKings had a boost swung Gonzaga from minus four and a half to, or yeah, minus four and a half to plus four and a half. And we talk about that in the show a lot. When you're getting what, what nine points of value, you can't not take it. Um, so I ended up, you know, basically hedging my, my, natty a bit to the sense where i was i was guaranteed to win i was guaranteed to you know make a profit which is good and i had that you know three three point middle cushion where baylor could have won by less than four and i would have hit that as well but i just think it was dumb of me just because i had the baylor plus 350 i should have just let it ride and i would have had a lot a lot bigger of a profit than i ended up making yeah i'm, I'm gonna stick with hoops too yeah i agree with you it's just tough it's just a tough i don't blame you at all uh but uh, for for my worst calls, I think uh, is laying fourteen with Gonzaga in the semifinal game. Uh, I always I was I was riding the wagon because they were winning by double digits the whole time. So like why not? But I mean, man, laying fourteen in a, in a national semifinal game against a team like UCLA who was playing really good basketball, and it's a shame that one team had to lose that game on Saturday night. That's how good it was. Uh, but so fourteen points is just too many. Granted, I mean Baylor smoked Houston in the other game. Uh, I think everyone expected the Baylor Houston game to be like the Gonzaga UCLA game was. It was kind of flip flop, but uh, I just think kind of mini mini violation of my own role of uh, that's just too many points, man. 
uh, that, that's just a lot for a national semifinal game. So uh, that's probably a bad call on my point to, to throw loot on that. So shame on me, but oh well. Uh, any, anyone said you would uh, that, that you might have made didn't work out that you would do it again? Yeah. The Twins Brewers under seven and a half that I took on opening day. The, just an all-time bad beat. The Brewers scored three runs in the bottom of the ninth. None of them were earned runs. Uh, what's his face? Yellow should have flown out to right. It literally bounced in and out of the dude's glove. Brewers scored three in the bottom of the ninth, ended up winning in extras. Uh, the Twins gave up one earned run the entire game, and they lost six to five. Jeez. So just a bad beat. Seven and a half. I would take that again. Twins, Brewers, both both pitchers pitched well. It's just, yeah, the 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 extra the ninth inning and, and extra innings put it over. And like I said, one earned run and you lose six five. I, I would take that under again. Uh, you already did the explanation for me on my what I would bet again, and that's Gonzaga plus four and a half on that boost. I mean, for someone that didn't have uh, Baylor to win the championship, I'm like, let's go. I think Gonzaga's going to win this game. I'm getting four and a half. Let's ride. So, and I would do it again. Uh, this isn't a discredit what Baylor did because um, they deserve to be national champions, and they are. But, I mean, if they played again, that game wouldn't go that way again. Just, just I mean, Baylor just came out. It was the better team and just punched them in the mouth and just kept it coming all game long. And uh, and so it, it just stinks. It stunk from a viewership standpoint if you're reviewing the game as entertainment, but it also stunk if you had Gonzaga plus four and a half. I mean, every time you thought Gonzaga was going to make a little run, Baylor just shut the door, never let them get close. So credit to the Bears. But I would absolutely, for the exact reason Mike mentioned, you're getting, what, nine, nine and a half point swing, something like that. <clears throat> That's a lot of points. And I like, get, Gonzaga, I like Gonzaga winning and especially getting four and a half. Here, here's a good rule in gambling. If you're given that's the only two, it wasn't even minus 110, it was boosted to plus 100. So it's even money. If you're given nine free points in anything, I don't, you don't even have to know what sport it is. You don't even have to know what teams are playing. You take it. If, if you said, Hey, I'm going to give you an extra nine points on, you know, Our Lady of Our Lake against Gonzaga, good. I take it. I'll take it every single time. They can win by 75. You give me nine, I'll take it again. You get nine free points in any sport between two a game between any teams ever you take the nine points and say thank you sir i'll do it again tomorrow especially in the national championship game with the top two teams in the country facing off i mean that's just yes. exactly it so i'd take it again but uh all in all pretty solid weekend i had fun that's for sure uh great credit to the ncaa and in the, in the tournament they put on they got through with only one canceled game that's a, that's a heck of an accomplishment i mean i know it's tough for vcu who wasn't able to compete for national championship uh, this year then it's tough for me who bet on Oregon that game. Yeah, you're absolutely exactly that too. So uh, it, it credit to them for getting through. Uh, also shout out to the uh, Stanford Cardinal on the women's side, a very entertaining women's tournament as well. Uh, I know there were a lot of lines out there, a lot of numbers out there too. Ari McDonald, household name now of the Arizona Wildcats. Yeah, uh, we talked about you know the the uh, Gonzaga UCLA game. UConn Baylor might might have been the best college basketball game in the last month. UConn Baylor was phenomenal game. Yeah, it was, and and so was their national championship game. I actually caught the whole second half of that on uh, Sunday night, or it was either Saturday or Sunday, uh, at uh, at work. But between Stanford and um, Arizona, came down to the wire. Arizona had a shot to win. Uh, it was it was really cool. It was a great 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 job and. Credit to the Stanford Cardinal, first national championship since 92, Baylor Bears, first national championship ever in program history. But basketball is uh, is basketball. I mean, a lot of NBA left, but it's nothing else matters this week, Mike. 
Nothing else matters in the world because all eyes shift to a small town in northeast Georgia that is Augusta as the 85th edition of the Masters Championship will be played. Uh, practice rounds, first two rolling under. We got uh, one day in between before we kick things off. Uh, when we come back here on the competition farm, we are going to dive fully in to our Masters picks, guys we like, what's good trends this weekend, uh, all the good stuff. Uh, as uh, another another man is going to don the green jacket uh, on Sunday. Um, so stick around. You're listening to The Competition Problem. Support for the Chat 10 Sports Podcast Network is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And guys, we've all been there in the shower, trying to clean up a little bit and trim up, you know, make it nice looking. And all of a sudden, we find out the hard way how wide those teeth are on those old-style trimmers. Well, that's why Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Now, go to manscaped.com, and with our code CTS20, you get 20% off and free shipping. I said 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use our code CTS20. We hope you enjoy, and let's get back to the episode. Welcome back into the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello. It is the week of weeks where it belongs. Not that we were complaining. It was in November this past year. The Masters, Augusta. We have been rolling out some pretty good golf bets this year. Uh, all Every week, we're pumping out some good golf bets. Uh, and this one is, is uh, one of those tournaments even the casual fan is going to be watching even non-golf fans know what the masters is this is uh this is it i mean this is this is it it's going to be a great week in, in georgia uh, a lot of names thrown around there um a lot of things to talk about so i say we just dive right in mike there's no, no time teeing this one up uh anymore pun intended uh i guess you know what, what are some things you're looking at what, what are some guys you like this week first of all i'm a little disappointed in you in that the way you brought us back from that commercial because ben how do you not? How do you not lead us back with "Hello, friends"? Oh, I can't steal that off my man. As a, as a fellow <laughs> broadcaster, <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, back back in its you know original time slot, which I, I was reading a couple articles about that today, and they said expect the the, the greens to be back to you know the, the usual lightning fast. That's kind of Augusta's known for how fast the greens are. They played a lot slower in November, uh, just due to you know the weather. So it, it is expected to be back to really fast greens. Uh, but could could have a little rain. There, there was a little rain scheduled for Friday afternoon, potentially, uh, and late overnight into Sunday. So obviously, you know, if you're live betting, keep, keep an eye on that. Um, but yeah, usually, you know, we throw out two to three names here, talk about, you know, sprinkle a guy to win, a couple top tens here and there. This is the Masters. You empty the bank, the, the bank roll here. You, you don't bet on it. You, you bet golf this week. So I, I have I have six names written down. I have, I have three kind of I'm, I'm eyeballing. To, to bet to bet to win maybe a top 10 here and there matchups and such and then i have three that are more you know top 20 or l- lower on the, the the board props type guys um so i'll start with probably my favorite you know if i had to pick one to win i'm picking justin thomas um got the win at the at the players a couple weeks ago and the number one you know key stat here is strokes gained approach um, just the way that it, the fast greens, sloping greens, very small landing areas. You got to be a good iron player to win at Augusta. 
JT's the best iron player in the world, leads the field in strokes gained, and, and he's gotten progressively better at Augusta every year. He was 39th four years ago, tw- then 22nd, then 17th, then 12th, then 4th last year. Hey, if he was 4th last year and he's going to get better, that only gives him about three spots to work with. So I'll take him to win. Love JT in this spot, plus uh, 1,150 to win. So I'm uh, all on the JT train. Yeah, no, I, I love him too for obvious for everything you just said. And I'm going to piggyback off that for a guy that I really like this week that has some great value, and that's Colin Morikawa. Uh, Colin Morikawa uh, got a win this year already uh, at the uh, down there on the Sun Coast WG, WGC World Golf Championship. Uh, he's closed out a major championship within the last year, which is big because there's winning tournaments there's winning majors um and those are two different things ask lee westwood ask steve stricker ask these guys that have gone their entire careers lee westwood former number one golfer in the world never won a major there are there are closing out tournaments or closing out majors and i think uh colin morikawa won at the right time and and uh <clears throat> the wgc and uh it just gave enough momentum it's like okay i'm hitting the ball well and it's, and, and it's exactly for what you said it's uh it's it's iron play it's 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 being in the right spots and i think he's a guy that is like jt has great irons and he's winning he's just and also like jt won a big tournament recently playing good golf and uh, i guess you know the only thing that you know if you really want to if we're not i'm actually not comparing the two but you know obviously justin thomas is a major champion in his own right but it's been a while since his pga championship you know colin morikawa won his you know back in august so uh or september whatever it was uh, last year but that's a guy I, mean, I got my eyes on this year or this, you know, cause he's got some good value down there. I mean, he's plus three, three, one, like 3150 to win. I mean, top 10 for Morikawa was plus 275. I mean, that's pretty solid right there. Uh, if you're looking at numbers, I mean, shoot, that's some incredible value on a guy who I think you win the tournament for a top 10. So that's when I got my eye on as well, or at least my favorite. Yeah. And I didn't have Morikawa written down, but, but I agree with everything you said. And another reason I, I do, you know, like him more than I think some people is, Another thing, like to me, when I was doing my research, the two most important things that seemed to be strokes gain approach and and also, you know, how they play at Augusta. It's a course that no one's ever won here in their first try. You have to play here and play well. Um, and with Morikawa, he did not play well here last year. So I think that that may be scaring people off is that he didn't play well here. But like we just talked about, putting is so important here. And that was always Morikawa's bugaboo is he was such a bad putter. But he changed his putting stroke about a month ago, and he's already won with it. So I, I like Morikawa. I do, I do think he's, you know, like you said, he's good value. I, I don't, he's not my pick to win, but I like the value. Um, the next name I have, I'm gonna sprinkle, put a little on to win is John Rahm. Uh, he's another one up at the top that I really like. He's played great here. He's got three straight top tens here, seventh, ninth, and fourth in the last three years. Um, he's been playing well, you know, as of late, he's got finishes, uh, he's finished top 10 in uh, his last two starts and seven of his last nine. And it has a little bit of, you know, the Danny Willett 2016 masters vibes where John Rom comes out and says, he probably is going to have to leave early because his wife's pregnant, just like Willett did. And then the, the baby comes a week early, boom, he's ready to go. You get the storybook. Danny Willett had in 2016. I kind of like that those vibes for John Rom. Plus, he's a much better golfer than Danny Willett. So um, I like him in general. I, you know, the little dad strength kind of throws in a little, a little extra for me. But like I said, great at Augusta. He's been playing great this year. He's one of the best players in the world. So uh, if you're going to go up the top of the board, I definitely like like JT and Rom over over guys. You know, Rory, Bryson, uh, DJ. Uh, I, I'm I'm almost never going to bet the favorite, especially at a tournament like this. So, so 
So JT and Rom are kind of, kind of my two. And then I just have one more to win. You want to go? You want me to go? No, keep going. Yeah. And I just, from more cow out there, I was, I was going to dive into some matchups and stuff like that, that I liked. And maybe some so other guy, one other guy I like to win just a little, a little bit of sprinkle. You obviously knew I was going to do this. I'm sure it's Patrick Cantlay. I mean, <laughs> I love everything about his game. He's so good. He's just, he's good at everything. He has no weaknesses. Uh, you know, he, he yeah, he's not, you know, JT with the irons, but he, he's like just really good at everything. He, over the last three months, he leads the entire tour in total strokes gained. Off the tee, irons, putting, put it all together. It's Patrick Cantlay. He's the best in the world, total strokes gained. Um, he was ninth here in 2017, uh, 2019. Last year, he was 17th, a little worse, but, you know, he's got the top 10 already under his belt. Uh, he's got a top 15 in four of uh, his five events this year. So I love everything about Cantley. He's a little bit bigger. He's plus, you know, 2,200, so sprinkle a little bit less. And I believe it's DraftKings, I think. DraftKings has a boost on Cantley to be top 10 plus 223. Taking that all day, probably sprinkle a little bit on him to win as well. But I love, you know, you know I'm always going to take Cantley when I can. Yeah, they should just call that the good buddy, the good buddy boost. My goodness, I saw it too. I'm like, oh, gosh, that is, that is Mike Crin all over it. Oh, yeah. uh, I'm at, I am a little surprised because well, – I'm not surprised that Joe Cantlay, but uh, surprised you don't like uh, you don't like your boy Tony Finau because that's a guy that I like with some value this week. Tony Finau's playing decent golf. I know he has the – you know, when it comes to closing, it is what it is, but maybe he doesn't have to close. Look at his play at Augusta. I mean, dude snapped his ankle and went out there and played well. I mean, literally. Uh, that is you – know, that is still one of the funniest clips of all time. <laughs> Unreal. But seriously, though, like to dive into it, I mean, talk about guys that are playing well at Augusta. You mentioned John Rahm. I mean, look at Tony Finau. He finished top 10, tied for top 10 in 2018. He was top five in 2019. Where, you know, he's improved every time. So where's he going to go? I mean, he's on DraftKings right now. Uh, for him, for a top 10, it's plus 300. Sprinkle a little on Tony Finau in the top 10. It's some good value. It's a guy who plays well at, at Augusta. And also, I think we both could agree, uh, it'd be really cool to see Tony Finau win his first major, too, at the Masters. Like, I think we both could agree that that would be an awesome moment for him because we're big Tony Finau guys. I'd like to see him win. Can you imagine if he got, like, his first win since Puerto Rico Open at Augusta? <laughs> That'd be awesome. I think it would just be cool. And it would be uh, – I would really like to see him in the winner's circle with the green jacket on. Um but uh, yeah, and obviously that you got you got to give your your favorites your due. I feel like I think this might be a decent piece of advice for people, and I think you might concur. Uh, if you're gonna bet one of the favorites, which is no shame in that. I mean, Dustin Johnson's number one player in the world. He just won this tournament a few months ago. It's a good chance he can win it again. Bryson DeChambeau's playing great golf. Jordan Spieth's won this tournament before, just one. Maybe pick like one. You know, don't don't throw it all on the favorites. Like you know, because you know one of them's not gonna play well. You know, one of them's gonna be in the mix, and you know one's gonna kind of be meh. So it's all about, you know, hey, having some fun with your bets. But uh, if you're going to go with the favorites, I mean, maybe just uh, maybe just try to look at maybe one you like or one, one you're feeling, want to fill your gut there uh, you're going to go with. But uh, so uh, what, what are some other things you were liking? I know you, we've been talking a lot about matchups and group betting, too. I got a couple I want to throw out there myself. Yeah, so um, three, three of the – the kind of longer shots that I like in, in, in groups and matchups against similar guys. I'm um, trying not to tip my hand for any, any of our best bets I might have later. Um, but one of the guys I love, you can get him plus 350 for a top 10, which I love, and, and plus 138 for a top 20. And that's Cameron Smith. Uh, Cameron Smith uh, was a runner up here last year, was fifth in 2018. And he's been playing great, fourth at Riviera, 11th at Concession, 17th at the Players. So Cameron Smith's playing really well. He's just a great ball striker again. 
Um, so I like the value get him plus 350 for a top 10. He's kind of one of my darkers. I also like he's plus 350 in a group with Victor Hovland, Webb Simpson, Jason Day, and Sung J.M. I don't hate that at all. Um, yeah, I'm high on Cam Smith this week. <clears throat> um, another one I love is our boy. I know we both love him. It's Corey Connors. Just an absolute elite ball striker. Similar to Morikawa, he he has been putting better. Putting has always been Corey Connors. You know, if he doesn't putt well, he's toast. But he's been putting better. He was 10th here in November. He's got three top 15s in his last four starts. He's plus 550 for a top 10. But I even, he's plus 200 for a top 20. I love that. And then the last one, just kind of one of those old reliables, is Adam Scott. He's plus 190 for a top 20. 2013 Masters champion. He hasn't missed the cut here since 2009. So when you're betting top 20s, just, hey, just play the weekend and you have a shot. He's got seven top 20s in his career. Adam Scott's one of those guys where, you know, he's never, like, not not really going to be in contention anymore. But you'll never even, like, probably see him on TV and you'll look up and he was like, yeah, hey, it's T17. That's pretty good for Adam Scott. So I like Adam Scott. He's just old reliable. Yeah, Corey Connors. I don't, I don't hate that at all. Looking at could become the second Canadian ever to win the Masters. Can you name the first? It's good. Mm. It's good. It's good trivia here. I don't know. I'd have to, if I looked at the list, I could probably figure it out. But no. yeah, Mike Weir, two thousand three, oh. first Canadian ever to win the uh, win the Masters. First and only, actually. So Corey Connors looking could become could become the second this week. Uh, a couple matchups that I liked that I was looking at. Uh, I was on browsing on Fanduel a little bit. Um, and one of them, and this is, and there, I'm kind of going big game hunting here. You know, that's my game a little sometimes. I love going big game hunting. And, uh, well, one of the matchups that, that caught my eye just on the flip of it all was, uh, Louis Ustazen versus Sergio. Uh, granted, Sergio is playing decent golf. I know he was in contention, uh, recently. Uh, he played well at the, ma- the match play. Um, and, uh, but Louis Ustazen, and, and obviously a former Masters champion in his own right, 2017. But Louis Ustazen also plays well at Augusta. He's been in a playoff before at Augusta. And he is he is plus 120 to, to, to over Sergio for the for the tournament, which I don't hate at all because I, I just think Louis, – and Louis has been playing decent golf there. He's been in the mix for a couple of these tournaments. So it's not like he's going to come out of the woodwork here and, uh, and just beat him. I mean, he's been playing some decent golf this year. And uh, I just think it's some good value on that. And another one, another one uh, that I like too. Like I gotta find it. Uh, just a, which I it was. Uh, and this is like one of those like, hey, we'll take the veteran over the the younger guy. And that's uh, Francesco Molinari over Siwoo Kim. He's plus one hundred eight over Kim. Molinari was in the final group with Tiger uh, in twenty nineteen. He's a major champion in his own right. Some of those guys we talk about this a lot. Some of those guys that that does play well in majors. That, that are just all like Angel Cabrera was was always good for that. Did nothing, nothing elsewhere. But dude was always in the a former Masters champion in his own right. You know, it's it's a dude's always in the mix of ma- multi-time major champion. Always in the mix of majors, man. Louis always in the mix of majors. Molinari kind of you know Masters or uh, major champion in his own right. Uh, just always kind of in the mix at at, uh, at majors. And I kind of like him over a guy like Siwoo Kim who's been playing good golf, but it's Augusta baby. It's the real deal. Yeah, I like that one a lot more, to be honest, than the first one. Uh, I do like that one a lot, actually. The first one's very much big game hunting. Louis Ustazen and Sergio. Sergio's low-key been, like, his strokes gained approach has been, like, best on tour, like, the last couple of years. Sergio's actually been playing great. But, you know, Sergio, you could always 
his putter can fall apart and he could go four under or four over if he's even if he's hitting it great yeah um that's another good thing too by the way for everyone out there like if you if you like ben mentioned like pick a couple of the big names and then also you know yeah it's it's scary to to bet against a guy like dj but but someone's got to win and like unless you think dj's gonna win take take a guy similar odds and, and you bet against him um like like i love cantley minus 120 against rory um, just because Rory hasn't been playing well, and I, I think Cantlay could win, so I, I I like that a lot. And and same thing, like I couldn't, I don't think I could find one, but like I would take JT in, in a matchup over over DJ. Um, I think there's a boost on DraftKings. They got a has, matchup with Spieth, actually. I think I saw one of them on Vandal. He's match JT. He's minus one forty two over Spieth. Though, yeah, so. I love. He's my like yeah minus one forty two stuff, but yeah, like I love that. There's a he's in a. Uh, JT's in a group on Fanduel with DJ Bryson and Spieth, which I love. He's plus two eighty. DraftKings has a boost where you could basically pick between DJ or Bryson head to head and boost it to plus plus one fifty. So I'm definitely taking DJ in that over Bryson. Bryson did not play well here last year, so I, I like DJ plus one fifty over Bryson. Yeah, I don't hate it at all. We got a lot of good picks out there. Um, I think it's going to be a great week. It's it always is. Uh, it's it's one that has. Uh, one that has everyone glued to the television. Um, it, it stinks, obviously, that, that Tiger's not going to be there this year under the circumstances. Um, but it's, it still doesn't take away from the magnitude of what this can do for someone's career, especially for someone winning their first major. Um, we've been blessed with some incredible moments uh, watching this. Um, and, and it's going to be great. Fans are going to be there, too, which is going to be awesome. You get some fans back at Augusta, hear those Augusta roars. Uh, and, and there's just nothing, nothing better, man. It, it really is. It really is one of the best weekends of the year. Uh, it's it, it's where it's one of those weekends where I, I sit back and I'm like, I really do love my job because I get to sit here and, and watch the Masters and then talk about it on TV, uh, you know, once it finishes up. It, it's selfishly. It, it really is. It, it's awesome. So. Uh, a lot of great picks there, Mike. I like what you're throwing out. I like what I'm throwing out. Uh, we're going to throw out some best bets when we get back because uh that's just what we do we we drink beer we watch sports and we win that's just that's just the motto so um when we return on the competition problem stick around we got some best bets coming your way do you live in the chattanooga area or the greater chattanooga area and you're looking for a great spot to grab some delicious food with the family or say you want to grab a patio spot and enjoy some appetizers with a cold adult beverage What's up, you guys? It's Trey Wynn from Chat 10 Sports, and I'm here to tell you that Parkway Poorhouse is the perfect spot for either occasion. You can go to parkwaypoorhouse.com and plan your visit today, and be sure and tell the guys the Chat 10 Sports crew sent you. Welcome back in to the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Ionello. It is best bet time, and we're going to win a lot of money because we're going to go 6-0 this week because that's just how we roll. Uh I finally fell off my horse. It was probably about that time. You know, it was only a matter of time. You had a good week, though. How did we do last week? Uh, you went one and two. I went two and one. Another winning week by us. You you hit your, your big Pirates money line. And then you obviously lost to Gonzaga minus 14. And you did lose your Corey Connors top 10. It was close, though. He competed. It was, it was, it was if, Yeah, if you bet that, it was very much very much in play the whole all four rounds. It was close. We finished T14. Yeah, he was like two strokes off the top ten. Yeah, that's that is not bad at all. You got to be, you know, little pride there. And then I hit my not only did I take Spieth to win, but one of my picks on the show was Spieth top ten, which obviously hit because he was first. Uh, I hit my Tigers Indians under seven and a half Thursday, never a doubt in the snow. 
and lost the uh, the athletics money line to the Astros. The Ast- Astros are like, I don't think they lost the game this year. Yeah, they, oh, no, they, they pumped they, them. They, they lost yesterday. But, yeah, the Astros beat the A's, so that was my one loss. So that brings uh, our total team record to 44-32-2. and two. Yeah, At least that didn't hurt the club too much. I mean, I've put up a lot of winners as of late. We're good. Way to carry the team here this week. Yeah, we'll get back. We're back. We'll get back in it this week. First time you're picking first in a while. Yeah, I, I, I was gonna wait. Let you go. Uh, I've, I've, the, I have the tee box. So tee is yours. Your honor, your honor. Well, I'm the tee box. I'm going to the tee box. I'm gonna go with my boy. First round matchup: Patrick Cantlay plus one fifty five over Maddie Fitzpatrick, who I do love, and Sung J M, who I also love, but I love Cantley more. And I love that 155 for Cantley over Fitzpatrick and M. Uh, obviously, you know, everything we already talked about, I always love Cantley. He's one of the best players on the tour all around. But he also leads the tour in first round scoring this year. He and through 10 tournaments, he is averaging a 68.1 in the first round, best on tour. He always gets out to a hot start. So I'm gonna take Cantley plus 155 in round one against Matt Fitzpatrick and, and Sung J.M. Excellent. Yeah, I guess I, I love it, man. Uh, I know you love Cantlay. Uh, I'm probably going to ride a few Cantlay bets with you this week, obviously, because I also like him too. I mean, what the heck? I'm not going to bet him just because you are. I mean, I, I, I've i grown to like the guy too. He's, he's a good golfer. So um, I'm going to go to the, I'm going to go to Augusta as well. And uh, I'm going to go to our boy, Tony Finau. Give me him top 10 plus 300. Uh, sprinkle a little on to, uh, on big tone. I mean, he's finished top ten in 2018. He's finished top five in 2019. There's only only one way to go from there, my man, and it's it's up. And surely that's in the top ten. So I like the value. I like Tony Finau top ten at, at the Masters. All right, for my second pick, I'm gonna I'll take I'll throw out one baseball pick uh, and get this one early. This game starts at 1:10 on Wednesday. Uh, I'm going with the Minnesota Twins, Detroit Tigers, first five under four and a half. So make sure you, you check whatever all books have these. Basically, it's through the first five innings um, under four and a half runs. Kente Maeda is pitching for Minnesota. He looked great on opening day, like I said in my in my bet that I lost. He, he gave up one earned run, uh, had five Ks through uh, four and one third inning. So he got pulled early, but gave one run. He was phenomenal last year, six to moment, the two seven nine ERA. I love Kent Maeda. and Byron Buxton. I don't know if he's. I think I saw someone that said he was sick. Um, we're chatting so, to the lookout. Uh, so if, if Buxton's out, that's even better. He's been tearing the cover off the ball already. Um, and then for Detroit, Matthew Boyd's going, and he gave up no runs, only three hits, and five and two thirds against Cleveland on opening day. Pitched great, um, and and even last year he didn't pitch well at all last year but he pitched better against the twins than any other team last year. Uh, he only gave three runs in 12 innings versus the twins last year. Uh, and for those wondering why I'm taking the under four and a half first five, instead of under eight and a half full of for the full game uh, in 23 innings this year by relief pitchers, the tigers bullpen has given up 21 runs, which is the most in the league by any bullpen. And the Twins bullpen has given up the six most runs. They've given up 13 in 20 innings. So both both bullpens have been shaky. I'm going to stick with two starting pitchers. Give me under four and a half through five innings, Twins-Tigers. Yeah, a lot of people on the, uh, that Twins team are former lookouts because the lookouts are used to um, – they were affiliated with the with the Twins there for a couple of years. And, like, it was probably 
two years, my first year in Chattanooga, 2018. So the couple years before then, so all those guys that were coming through Chattanooga have all gotten up to the big leagues now. And uh, it's pretty cool to see. Um, pretty cool to see that, uh, especially because they're having a lot of success. So, yeah, that that's cool. Uh, I'm going to go to the ice then if we're going to take, take a little breather from golf. Um, I'm not sure if you know, but Mike, uh, Mike has been picking up a little bit more uh, writing for the Action Network. So you should check out his, his work. He does a lot of great stuff. Um, he's been writing now. He's finally getting to write a little bit about, about a hockey, little little baseball. He had a great article leading into uh, Tuesday night's uh, Penguins Rangers game. Agree with the entire thing. It just stinks that the Pens lost. It's okay, Smoke. but they're not losing three in a row, baby. Give me the Pens plus one hundred right now, even money against the Rangers on Thursday night. Put it in. I'm going to put it in right when I when I sign off on this podcast. Get them now while they're plus money. The Pens are on a little two-game two game losing streak. I, I can't see them losing three in a row. I can't see them getting swept by the Rangers, although the Rangers are playing well. But the, the Pens are a really good hockey team. <clears throat> they really are. And I, I think they could uh, they could make a little noise this year uh, in the postseason. So I think I think I bounce back game for everybody. Uh, I think they'll give Jari the start again. I mean, either way, like we, Mike, well, if you read the article, Mike's like, I mean, Casey played the Smith. <laughs> there you go. So you either have Jari coming back with a bounce back game or they start to Smith and he tears it up. So it's, it's, I, I like the pen, especially with the value at even money. I'm, I'm counting on them not to lose three in a row. Oh, yeah. Ideally, you get, you know, if you got Jari just tonight, ideally you get, uh, the Smith versus, Georgiev. Um, so for my third, I'm going back to golf. I was actually going to take another one, but I'm going to call an audible based on your pick. I don't want to root against you at all. So I'm going to go with another one that I had written down that I loved. Our boy, Ben, Scotty Scheffler, plus 145 in a first round matchup against Tommy Fleetwood and Phil Mickelson. Like I talked about with that Cantlay first round scoring, Scotty Scheffler's ninth this year in first round scoring. 69.14 Scotty Scheffler through the first round. Tommy Fleetwood, 195th in first round scoring. And I know you're thinking, you know, Fleetwood's kind of always hanging around there in, in, in majors. Not at Augusta. He's really never been anywhere close to contention in the Masters. So, again, and, and he really hasn't played – he hasn't looked this good this year. I mean, he played well a couple weeks ago at the uh, Arnold Palmer, I believe it was, but other than that, Fleetwood really hasn't been his himself as dangerous as he typically would be. And then PGA Tour lists 219 golfers for their first round scoring on their website, and Phil Mickelson is 217. So no offense to Phil, love the guy, great, great golfer, great career. He doesn't really scare me as much anymore. So I like Scotty Scheffler plus 145 in the first round against Mickelson and Fleetwood. Scott Chef, love it. Yeah, I like Fleetwood this year at the Open. Hint, hint. Put that on the back burner. He could. No he, problem he always with that. Could, yeah, I think. I think a little future there might be in might be in the works there. They're a little loot on Tommy Fleetwood to win the Open this year because I think he's yep. due for a major, and it would definitely be that one. Now's uh, a good time too because he's playing bad. So yeah, now 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 would be a good time to get a good number. You're gonna you don't want to speed the factory wins the week before and your bet's screwed. So if you like Fleetwood, take it now. Yeah, there you go. Uh, that's cool. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, back to Augusta as well. Um, I was kind of going based off your reaction to my two matchup picks, and I, uh, I'm gonna. I just chose to pick the one that you reacted to better. So I like uh, 
Francesco, that's fun to say, over Siwoo, Siwoo Kim. Uh, plus 108, get some plus money there. 108's my mother's birthday, so it's good luck. Uh, Molinari, obviously, ma uh, major champion and very much in the mix of the Masters back in 2019. Uh, I just think he's going to – I think Siwoo Kim might, might be big stage. I don't know if he's ready for it. Uh, Molinari's a guy that that is. Uh, he's proven that. And so uh, I like I like that match up there, uh, plus 108. And uh, you get some get some value, and I, and I like cheering for for Molinari. Hint, hint. I have another matchup that I'm also fading Siwoo Kim. So we'll both be rooting against him. Yeah, I only like Siwoo Kim this week, but that that sounds like <laughs> sounds like six and zero to me, Mike. One um, of these days, it's gonna hit. Yeah, one of these days it will hit, and it's gonna be awesome. <laughs> and uh, obviously, we've been talking we've been talking a lot about. Uh, um golf this week for obvious reasons the the masters um and it, it's great but we can't we can't let this go buried uh it is all it is not just a, it, this might be one of the, my favorite weekends of the year um for obvious reasons uh just but this is just how it lined up this year it is very much wrestlemania week it is very much wrestlemania week and it's tough to find a happier elf in the chattanooga area than than yours truly gets to watch the masters and wrestlemania masters all day during the day in wrestlemania at night two night event in tampa big card loving what they're throwing out there this year it's going to be and it all kicks off uh, what already has kicked off i believe the hall of fame ceremony is aired on peacock uh tonight as we're recording this on tuesday and then um Wednesday NXT stand up and deliver. It's, it's going to stand up and deliver. I mean, I'm such a. I mean, it's 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 just it's going to be a great week for for Masters and WrestleMania. But I just wanted that on the record, Mike, that it's very much WrestleMania week as well. Yeah, I'm stunned. You you didn't call off work Sunday. I just watched golf and then lead right right into Mania. But, <laughs> no uh, kidding. If it was a, if it was a, if if I didn't just have a weekend off a few weeks ago, I probably would have. It, it would have been uh, a perfect Sunday to do it. You know what I did today, Ben? Officially, about a couple hours before we started recording. What's that? Officially, officially, uh, officially got the peacock. Yeah, the, the combination of you know I wanted it for WrestleMania because obviously WWE Network just switched over there, and also it was perfect timing where last night I just finished rewatching New Girl as I fall asleep for like the seventh straight time because I used to just used to alternate between you know I would alternate between New Girl, Friends, The Office, Parks and Rec, and then by the time you start the next one, it's been like two months. Well, I've watched New Girl every day for like four months straight since The Office left. Finally, was like all right. I got to go back to a different show. I'm going to get sick of New Girl, although that's hard to do. So I was like, all right, yeah. WrestleMania, need the office back, signed up for the cock. Yeah, I'm going to do that actually uh, shortly as well, probably tomorrow and or Thursday, just because for that reason, I'm excited to watch the office again. I probably need it in my life. Uh, it's been a while. Um, but man, sounds like we've got some winners. Sounds like it's going to be a great week. Hope you all are out there staying healthy. Get your Get your vaccines. Uh, Mike and I put our money where our mouth, mouth is. Mike's skin is. Would you say uh, tomorrow on Wednesday? Tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. By the time you guys are listening to this, I'll be a half-vaccinated man. Yeah, I got mine Friday morning, so we're, we're on the pathway pathway to uh, to normalcy. Uh, we always appreciate you, um, and, and we look forward to chatting up with you uh, Thursday after the first round, too. We've got another one coming out Thursday, probably, and we're going to chat it up about uh, – we could probably could do a little NASCAR and then maybe a little updated golf picks. We'll, we'll know who the round one leaders are the next time we we uh, we record. Yeah, I forgot to add. You just reminded me. Yeah, maybe uh -huh. we'll do some, you know, Saturday bets or Friday bets. Uh, I wanted to add this because, like Ben says, the majors especially you kind of start planning ahead. I had been planning to bet Brooks Kepka in the Masters pretty much for four months. I'm not doing that because his knee scares me. 
if you really like Kepka and you want to bet him, my advice would be wait until Thursday after Thursday's round. With this many big names, the you know, the unless he goes out there and shoots a 65, the odds really aren't going to change on Kepka too much. He's already kind of near the top. See how he see how he plays Thursday. Cause cause with his knee, he's either going to look like himself or he's going to be horrific. And you don't want to bet him and have him shoot a 75 on Thursday. The guy said he can't even bend over to read putts. So I would wait, bet him, you know, Thursday night if if he looks normal. Yeah, that's a great piece of advice there. Love when Keps is in the in contention at majors as he so often is. So I uh, appreciate you guys. We'll, we'll check back in a little bit later this week. Thank you for listening to the competition problem with Ben Bobick and Mike Inello.